And this is more of a hope rather than a prediction, but I'd love to see how we can help the Newcastle tech community and tech businesses build inclusivity into their business processes and their hiring choices and the way that they structure their culture. Welcome to Breaking the Binary, brought to you by women and gender diverse people in tech, where your hosts Arlen Jarrett and Sarah Fraser. What are we talking about today, Sarah? Well, we've done it. We've made it to the end of the season. I'm so excited. Okay, wait. First of all, we'd like to acknowledge the Awabakal and Waramai people, who are the traditional custodians of the land, um, to all First Nations Australians on whose traditional lands you're listening from today. Uh, thank you also to our sponsors who make our meetup and podcast possible, including at Newey Tech People. Yay. <laughs> the Port of Newcastle. Yay. There you go. We haven't scripted it this time. Yeah, I know. I'm lost. <laughs> also, thanks to MGA Thermal. Hot. And MGA, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and Fraztech. Illuminating. Uh, you remember that I one. remember that one, yeah. It was Just hot, the not the MGA Thermal I one. I think um, so cool or should I say hot. That uh, was, yeah. Of course, yeah. No, I think I blanked that from my mind. <laughs> no, it's, it's a hot tech <laughs> being thermal energy storage. All right, so Sarah has prepared today. Yeah, that's yeah. terrifying, isn't it? I would use the term prepared loosely. <laughs> um, well, you've prepared more than me. That's true. There's just a, there's a first time for everything, and by God, we have done it. Um, so this is a recap of our year so yeah. far at the end of this glorious season of our podcast. Can um, you believe we started recording our first episode in January and then we re-recorded our episode in March. <laughs> uh, no, because I forgot when we started. I'm going to be honest. I feel like it was definitely early in the year because I yeah. wanted us to start last year and be super prepared. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to film so many episodes ahead of time. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then we did We did our best. <laughs> it's It's been a journey. I have learnt things. Um, but I feel like the podcast has added to our community. Yeah, I feel like we've, I sometimes I go and talk to people in the community and they've heard it and we've grown our team crazy. to a team of three. Shout out to Will, yeah. our podcast editor. He's been a fantastic addition to. Will is amazing. Yeah. Making Should shine us, the spotlight on Will more often. Yeah. We appreciate you, Will. Thank you mm -hmm. for making us make sense um, in a sound context. Yeah, if you <laughs> wondered why the first few episodes sounded a little bit um, amateur. <laughs> I was going to say less good, but I was like, okay, I don't yeah, know if that's nah. worse. <laughs> no, nah, it's because uh, I was rope learning editing. Mm. And look, I did it. I'm proud of how I did. Um, yeah. And Will has made it a lot better because Will is a lot better. Yeah, he's a, he's a professional. So that does yeah. make sense. Um, a quick aside, I thought <laughs> rope learning was rope learning for a really long time. Me too. Did you <laughs> Sorry, know? you blowing my mind. So I was like, it sounded like you said rope. <laughs> Wrote with a T. <laughs> We're all learning things. Why is it yeah. rote learning? I have no idea. Oh. I just know I said rope learning in front of someone once. Yeah, so they I was, made sort fun of was of just like <laughs> pulling is okay. Speaking of like not understanding phrases, mm. do you remember the time I didn't know what I'll be there with bells on meant? And I thought I literally had to wear bells to an event. <laughs> Autism moment. Thank you. <laughs> we should have just let you do it. <laughs> um, all right. On to the questions that I've so dutifully prepared. Yeah. What has been your favourite moment this year, either inside or outside of the podcast? Oh, wow. 
I think. Part of the community and attending the events, and I do have to be honest, as an autistic person, I don't always have a lot of energy by the time we get to the meetup. But when I do, it feels like I have a big bunch of friends. Yeah. And I've never had a big bunch of friends. Um, And it's just really cool how we all have something to talk about. Yeah. And so maybe it's cheesy, but I do like spending time with our community. Yeah, I parrot that. I get that 100%. Um, I think one of my favourite moments, and I know this is outside of the group, but was organising Slash New Festival. Um, It was really weird to go in there and we had a, a presentation by Jessica Allen um, this year at one of our meetups and she said as a senior lecturer when she first started in research she felt like she would go to meetups and everyone knew who everyone was but she had no idea mm-hmm. and then eventually she realized that she was someone that everyone knew and she just got to this stage where she felt really comfortable in that environment and Slash New Festival was kind of like that for me yeah. seeing so many familiar faces from both this group and a bunch of the other amazing community groups in the area was was super nice to feel like, oh, I've made my way in this community and I feel like I've made hopefully made it better for being a part of it. I'm not sure. Yeah, everyone knows <laughs> who you are, Sarah. Yeah, the jury's still out on how <laughs> I've um, shifted it for good. but <laughs> Definitely for good. I think always when you're doing things um, with intention and with, uh, like, growth um in mind that people uh, I mean you've got to assume kind intent mm. and so I think um yeah people think you're amazing I oh, think you're stop amazing it. I'm blushing <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the video to yeah. see Sarah blush <laughs> what's something that you're proud of this year like in general yeah we can be oh, as God. general or as specific to the podcast you know as you want I'm going to say I'm very proud of my shift in mindset about myself. And I always think like every year is a bit of a reflection to be like, wow, I don't know if I would have recognised myself if I met myself from a year ago. Uh, But it's kind of true in that like I realised. So a year ago I was still in my business development officer role and then now I'm marketing manager and I remember kind of feeling like I was pretending for quite a long time there and now I feel like I'm not pretending, which yeah. is good. To be fair, it was probably imposter syndrome as much yeah. as anything else. Um, you are yeah. very capable and talented. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I think what did I did observe that um, some people would maybe say things and I'm like, that's actually not wrong. And I thought you knew more. Like I, it's not right. And I thought you knew more about this than me. Yeah. But it was just like an assumption that I'd made. And then I realized that I was the expert on this within the company. Mm. So yeah. And, and then the same, like, I don't feel like we're pretending with this anymore either, which is really good too. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your proudest moment? Um, yeah, probably similar, like mm. going down the journey of diagnosis for ADHD. Yeah. I know I didn't cover it in my first, um, here's this intro, and then it just popped up as a thing that I mentioned halfway through the season. <laughs> um, and that's very much because I got diagnosed through the season and I sat on it. I actually knew at the beginning, but I sat on it until I could sort out how I felt about it. Yeah. Um. I thought that I would feel relieved and a lot of people who get Mm. diagnosed with ADHD feel relieved at like, oh, that's 
why I am the way I am, but I actually yeah. just felt really sad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably not something that people that are looking at prospective diagnosis want to hear. And I trust me, it gets better. But I mm. just, for the first week, cried just yeah. a lot about like all of the things that frustrate me about my brain are things that are hard-coded in and I'm stuck with it. For some reason, I thought that eventually I'd get to an adultier adult Mm -hmm. and I'd be able to remember where my phone was and I'd be able to manage my time more and I'd be able to stop feeling so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't really tell many people at all about the diagnosis until I found some peace Mm -hmm. with it and understanding that, yeah, that that's how my brain works and that's okay. Like a bit of radical acceptance yeah. of now I can start working with my brain rather than trying to jam my triangle brain into a square hole. Mm. Um, so I'm proud of, you know, going through the motions and coming out of the other side feeling really positive and I feel like I've been able to step more into myself now that I understand what's going on in my brain and I'm just like, at peace with it. I feel super comfortable talking about it with other people now. Um, so that's been, I'm proud of that journey. Yeah, you Although it be. was kind of terrifying yeah. at the time. Um, I No, I can relate to that. I mm. think even adding to that upon reflection of your entire life to that point and being like, oh, the reason that that thing was traumatic is because my brain is different. And actually now I know that it's like this, I can see all the layers that it was traumatic. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just really interesting to retrospectively go through and then like be like, I can't do these things that I've wanted to do because of how I am, which is fine. And then you realise that some of the best things about you are also because of how your brain are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) So I... Really love all the little pockets of knowledge and phrases which we've picked up throughout um, this seasonal podcast and throughout this year of speakers. Um, and one is your greatest strength is like your difference or your difference is your greatest strength. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I want that on the wall when I wake up every day. <laughs> on the roof. As soon as you open your eyes, it's there. Yes. <laughs> All right, this one is a podcast-specific one. What have been some of your favourite moments? Is it related to to that? I mean, you've, you've given us one of your favourite moments. <laughs> um, I really love talking about messenger pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think um, my favourite moments are when we're vibing and I'm not disassociating in the middle <laughs> It's always good. Sometimes I look over at you and I'm like, "This, I'm not, I'm not throwing to Arden. <laughs> look, I feel like now through doing this season, I might be able to do this by myself. But yeah. throughout, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm doing this with Sarah. <laughs> What's been one of your favourite moments? Oh, hard to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite moments is probably just, and this is not a moment, this is a series of moments, but just the variety of guests that we've had on the podcast Mm. and finding out that everyone says all my paths a little unconventional but that's that's usually like that's consistent Mm. across the board like no one's well very few people's paths are a straight arrow towards like being born going to school graduating getting a job success 
Um, <laughs> and think, the mythical success after yeah. university. Yeah. And it's really good to just like delve into the weirdness of everyone's experiences and celebrating that as mm-hmm. well um, because it is that tapestry of experience mm. that makes you valuable and it makes you unique and mm. being able to like uncover that. Yeah. All of the guests that we've come have that have come on to the podcast has been really awesome. Yeah, I also really love with our guests um, a number of them as we've been getting better at this um, <laughs> have been very open to sharing vulnerable moments. Yeah, and uh, I mean you know that's so important so other people know that they're not going through something alone. Um, but it's just so. Um, empowering and you know I respect them and admire them so much and it's just you know amazing that they share that with us and with Mm. everyone listening because it is everyone has vulnerable moments but for some reason we're quite hush hush about it yeah and I think that's really interesting like one of the biggest things that encouraging more women into underrepresented workplaces can do is increase psychological safety mm. and can increase the emotional vulnerability of all of the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this really amazing meetup with the WISE team. So they're the team from Newcastle Uni that help uh, women into engineering and science. Yeah. Um, and they did one on psychological safety. Mm-hmm. And one of the speakers there was one of the only – well, she was the only woman on a mining rig mm-hmm. of about 300 people. And she found that – um, if anyone was having a tough time, it was her that they would come to to talk about it rather than their friends. And I've got to admit, I was like, oh, I feel mixed reviews about this yeah. because I think it's really great that more men are feeling comfortable stepping into their vulnerability, but we need to get it to the stage where women aren't at the brunt of doing that emotional kind of labour. Yeah, emotional yeah. Um, Like, yes, it's great that they want to have those conversations at all, but how do we get to the stage? And I think it's it's very much part of just making everyone welcome in a workplace is getting to a stage where we feel comfortable being emotionally vulnerable with people in a place of trust. Yeah. And you know that they're going to respect those emotions for you. And I think women, not to generalize, do it stereotypically better than men. Um, but there's there's a lot of room for growth. And as we continue on this path, hopefully we can see that from from both sides. Absolutely. Uh, but that was an aside. <laughs> I was like, what was the question again? <laughs> what have you learnt this year and why is it mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom facts? <laughs> that um, our favourite way of communicating is smoke signals? No. Um, okay. Um, I, I mean, I've learnt so much this year. Mm. Um, it's really, it's a hard one to, oh, God. you know, what first comes to your mind? I think even just everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And it's um, not like, I don't know, it's so hard because, again, being autistic, I would almost love if someone came and told me what my life was going to be like. <laughs> like can someone just tell me exactly when I'm going to buy a house and where and like who I'm going to marry and like if I'm going to go spend some time in Scotland or, you know, like just, I'd just love to know. Yeah. Um, if, you know, when I'm going to wash my car, who knows? <laughs> Mine has wash me written on it from my dad and it's been there for like a month. So I feel that. <laughs> I just eventually get shamed into washing it. That's not worked so far. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I think kind of going, and like, you know, I've had some big personal moments this year too. So I think being kind to myself, and that was a big part of last year, learning how to be kind to myself. Um, But even so, just being like, I know it's a bit bit 20s in 2003, but uh, the universe (laughs) will sort itself out. The universe will look after me. Oh, I love the positive mindsets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine's similar with the yeah. the radical acceptance. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like sometimes I think people confuse radical acceptance with like toxic positivity. Mm. Radical acceptance is like the acknowledgement that sometimes things are bad and you feel bad or things happen that hurt your feelings and you're allowed those emotions and yeah. you can accept those emotions and you yeah. can accept your experience at face value. Yeah. And I think that was like really weird for me because I don't deal with negative emotions mm-hmm. very effectively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So just learning to sit in the uncomfortableness of feeling sad yeah. or feeling hurt um, for whatever reason and then working through that in a really like a healthier way has been good. Mm. I've also started um, focusing on where I put my energy mm. and where I get energy back from. Yeah. So this like is a work, where do I find joy in? Do I come home more energized, more exhausted? What does that look like? Yeah. How do I shift that that dial? But also relationships as well. So yeah. relationships with friends. Am I putting in a lot of energy and getting nothing back or even worse, a negative drain mm. of energy? And at what point do I actually set a boundary and say, this relationship is no longer serving me? Um so I'm going to put my energy somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and that's been hard because I'm a crippling people pleaser. Yeah. So I'm like, please just like me. Eventually I'll throw enough energy at you and you'll cave and admit that I'm great. <laughs> and learning to set like a personal boundary. Yeah. Of like, this is a one-sided relationship and you need to let it go. Yeah. Um, has been something that's been very valuable to learn. And it yeah. leaves me with more energy for people who will return it in kind. Like They're called yeah. energy vampires. Yeah. It's my because <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I was so happy earlier in the year when I realized that everywhere I was putting my energy was in line with my values. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was just really happy with how I was spending my time. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah. And then, well, because I also recently had glandular fever and I've been going up you know, recovered quite well. It was a, an acute case, according to the doctor. Um, There's nothing <laughs> cute about it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think being an active person, I was like, well, I can't do that now. Mm. And it was a bit of a shock. And then, you know, you have to remind yourself that, or I had to remind myself that I'm doing it for health reasons. Yeah. And so it's just hard to you know, let your body do what it needs to do. Like taking a rest is going to mean less pain for you down the track. I'm still resting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's always like a, especially with like the hustle culture thing, it's like just push through, do the stuff. Like, (laughs) you know, work takes a fair amount of energy and there's Mm. only so much sick leave. And so then I'm going, well, I'm back at work. But then I come home and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, for a therapeutic lie on the ground. <laughs> I do that at work. Love lying on the ground. Uh, what are some things that you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? 
I'm really looking forward to planning. Um, <laughs> schedules and planning. I can't relate, but I'm here for it. Yes, this is why we work together well as a team. <laughs> Autism and ADHD. <laughs> Um, I've, we've got some major milestones happening at MGA. Yeah. Um, which is really good. You're doing huge things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Some, it's like the biggest announcement, um, and milestone that we've had ever in the history of the company. Um, and then like a really large exhibition, um, as well. Um, personally, I'm in a new relationship and I'm really excited about that. Ooh. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm just excited to see where it goes and I'm a bit concerned that I love my routine so much that I need to branch out a little bit more. Yeah, kind of break from the norm. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, there's lots to look forward to and we're going to make it to Christmas and have a rest. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to make it to Christmas. As if that was, <laughs> that was up for question. <laughs> What's going to happen to What us? are you looking forward to, Sarah? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still in that process of like reevaluating what gives me energy and what I'm finding joy in. And I'm looking forward to continuing to pull on that thread mm. um, and see what falls out, basically. Um, so I think that'll be growthful, as my business coach always says. He's, it's growthful. And he usually says it about shit that I hate. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, it's growthful. I'm like, great. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to some more amazing speakers. We have a really mm. cool speaker lineup for the rest of the year. That's true. It's not ending with season one of the podcast. Yeah, We're still, going. still live events. Um, and I'm looking forward to being able to continue to support the community. I get a lot of value and a lot of energy out of being able to help people take that next step and feel more confident in their careers. Mm. And I really want to continue to do that in in bigger and better ways for the rest of the year and then even on to next year. I love it. Um, so what are our, our plans for the podcast for next season? Oh, we're on it. Um, so <laughs> kind of <laughs> the, yeah, podcast. So I'm really excited to have more topics of discussion mm. because I really want to like get into the depths of something with yeah. someone who is more of an expert about a topic than me. Um, and this may just be because I listen to podcasts like this. Mm. I also think when you're scrolling through the podcast series and you're like, what do I want to listen to? Yeah. Um, then that is really good to be able to see upfront like what the discussion is on. What the main themes are. Yeah. yeah. And so many of our speakers I like really want to jump in on the conversation and add and have a discussion. Yeah. But you know, the interview has been about them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to do that. Um, Amazing. And we've, yeah, I've, I've got some in mind. No, no hints. Um, <laughs> but different areas of tech, different types of discussions and things. Really, yeah, yeah excited. Because we dived in, um, one of the previous presenters we had was Annie. And she really talked about um, imposter syndrome. And we oh. had a lot of positive feedback it was from so good. how valuable that conversation yeah. was. So it would be awesome to bottle up some of that magic and, yeah. and spread it to so listeners' great. ears. Yeah, it was Annie that said, your biggest difference is your greatest strength. Thanks, Annie. I love it. <laughs> Alrighty. And this is the last question. So we've kept this reasonably succinct for us. I feel like it's been mostly on topic. What are, what are your predictions for next year? And this could be specifically about the podcast or the group 
or if you want to throw some wild predictions for the global economy, <laughs> like I'm, I'm open to that too. <laughs> like aliens? <or> yeah. <laughs> First contact with aliens, that's my prediction. <laughs> well, they had all that like stuff about um, the US saying that aliens are real, but mm. everyone was too caught up in something else and everyone was like, I don't actually care. Yeah. Cost of living crisis. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't, aliens do anything I can't about it to pay my rent, but that's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does nothing for me. <laughs> um, my prediction is that after about a month or two of not doing the podcast, I'll be like, got to do something more with this time that I used to do something with, mm. even though I felt like I didn't have any time at the time. Um, and I, we might have some refreshed merch. Yeah. That's my prediction. We're looking, I'm wearing merch right now yeah. and I've got a lot of compliments on it because you did a really good job on it. I, I got compliments on that shirt too. Mm. Um, I walked into like a big meeting that some of the execs are having, um, and they were like, everyone belongs in tech. Ooh. And oh. I was like, yeah, it's like on the back too. <laughs> and so I think we got some kudos for being like. Inclusive, diverse, yeah. inclusive. Yeah, it was really cool, and I got to like. Promo and you can get it group. in black. And I spill stuff on myself all the time, which well, is always terrifying on a podcasting day. So this is a perfect color. See, the other part of that <laughs> is my cat, Hissy Miggins, is mm. basically white. So yeah. you look. We're gonna have to do some summer light colors. It doesn't matter what color clothes I wear because I have a black cat, a black and white cat. <laughs> And a tanned cat. Should have been more strategic. Yeah, there, Sarah. so like whatever clothes I wear, there's going to be some pieces of cat. Which you just need so like obvious. a full vacuum clean as you leave the door. Just yeah. the entryway is like. I might just start hair. wearing like a faux fur jacket and then you won't you know. You can't notice. Yeah. It just like looks more <laughs> full and luscious. <laughs> um, other predictions. Um, look, I hope that we continue to grow. Yeah. Um. And I hope that we, uh, you know, get some more um, support from businesses uh, and we might even get some new banners that have our women and gender diverse people in tech logo since we dropped the Newcastle halfway through. Because we're global year. now. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Why <laughs> limit ourselves? Might do some manifesting on um, how quickly we're going to grow. <laughs> Uh, it's going to turn into a full-time gig. No. Yeah, beautiful. I love you, MGA. I'm not leaving anytime soon. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. What do you think? Um, I predict that I'm going to become like a like a gold-class author. No, I don't know. <laughs> Can we From both? Book. I don't know. What's the equivalent of getting a golden vinyl, but it's books? Golden uh, book? Well... I don't actually know, but you could do like New York best time seller list. Oh, thing. maybe I could get like, say, you know, you know, Oprah sticker. I feel oh, like she did a book club. Get it made into a movie. Yeah, <laughs> a movie about <laughs> cats. Uh, personally, I would watch it. If they can make a Hot Wheels movie, I feel like this is yeah. fine. Um, you know, both of us should set writing goals and then consult each other and be like, "Hey, have you written lately?" Yeah, because you're writing a book as well. Yeah. Apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wish to. I was actually thinking this morning I should mm. set aside time like I used to with, um, you know, violin practice or something. Yeah. Um, which has always been the goal, but it like, sort of falls by the wayside. So I also then get more obsessed with like Renaissance costuming, which I am still partway through. 
That's your prediction is you're just going to be wearing full Renaissance outfits every day. To the podcast year. so yeah. that people watch the video. Yeah. You'll have to stand up the whole time so I don't know how easy they are. To say. Oh, my God. This one I'm making has like both of the like bustles on the side. Mm. And so like, look, I don't think this chair no, would We wouldn't work. fit in this chair. Maybe I could like perch. <laughs> My other predictions are, and this is more of a hope rather than a prediction, but I'd love to see how we can help the Newcastle tech community and tech businesses build inclusivity into their business processes and their hiring choices and the way that they structure their culture. Um, this sounds like a business plan. Yeah, because I we did a, um, a survey of the... Australian tech community and we talked to people who were responsible for managing teams and there was a whole list of inclusive actions that they could select that they were taking. Oh, yeah. 52% of them said they were fostering an inclusive environment, which, well, 52%, great, half, but then it's like that's free and it's relatively easy. What support can we give businesses to do this thing that is not cost prohibitive and will overall improve their employee experience for both women and everyone else in the workplace as well. Everyone belongs to yeah, tech. Yeah, like, like across the diversity verticals, <laughs> everyone will be happier with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of people um, come up to me at Slash New and were like, what can I do to increase the gender diversity in my organisation? I'm mm. like, wow, okay, um, you know, you kind of need to know a bit more information. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that there's clearly a need. Yeah. So. I yeah. think people do want to do better, but some people don't know where to start. Yeah. So my... I would love to be able to help some of those people get started on building a more sustainable workforce. Count me in, Sarah. Yeah. So if you're a business, it's kind of, I don't want to say cooked, um, not not doing that yet. <laughs> there's always room to improve. <laughs> yeah, there's always room to improve yeah. um, in, in any business. Yeah. If you, you know, let's, let's see what we can do there as well. Let's start shifting the needle on both the women and gender diverse people experience in the workplace and on the business side that's not a prediction that's more of a statement but you know that'll do (laughs) and there's so many things like it goes across business operations and not Mm. it's not just like language or bathrooms but also like your hiring process and if you post photos or promote um women or gender diverse people like is there do they see themselves working there have you checked your pay equity, whatever oh. else it is? Like it's not just not making sexist jokes, although that's a really <laughs> great way to start. It's a great place to start. <laughs> if you haven't hit that bare minimum, start there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Amazing. Let's hope it is a prediction, Sarah. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I mean, if there's a will, there's a way, I suppose. I'll, I'll work on manifesting it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a good review, recommend it to your friends, and please share it online, uh, including a mushroom fact or two, if that is the case. I still case. have the mushroom yeah. facts. <laughs> uh, linked in the description is our meetup group, LinkedIn page, and Instagram. Give us a follow to support our community and stay up to date. And comment on things, send us a direct message so that I remember to post things on there. <laughs> it's great. Um, and... <laughs> This is the final part of our season, but Sarah, it's up to you. 
Oh. What are you going to say? Oh, God. How am I going to finish stronger than all of the other podcasts that I've wrapped Maybe up? Maybe we should work on like a, a, a like a final tagline in the future, you know? Yeah. Keep it groovy, cool cats. <laughs> That's it. We're just That's my pitch. Okay. <laughs> all right. Bye. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye. No? Yes? No? I don't have anything left in my brain. I'm surprised I got this much out of my brain. Me too. I've been filming like all week. Mm. Um, it's almost over. Yay. <laughs> I have to socialise tonight. I want to die. <laughs> you know what I'm really surprised? Yeah.